0: we are speaking with a singer doogie white doogie of course has recently joined alcatraz and he has of course re-released as yet untitled a two cd uh, reissue of his great album from about a decade ago and as we say in montreal bonjour doogie how are you
1: i am very well thank you very much
0: yeah nice to nice to speak to you again you know i i love uh and i've told you this before I love the way you handle the UFO songs. You know, Phil, Phil is Phil, and I love what Phil does, but when it's not Phil singing, you're my guy. You're, you're the backup. You're, you're the guy I love on the... Yeah, I really do. I really think that you give it a, an authenticity, and mm-hmm. when you're out there with uh, with Shanker and you're singing those songs, like uh, on this compilation or on this CD, you have Too Hot to Handle, I think it sounds great.
1: Thank the, you it's, very much.
0: the way it's supposed to sound, so
1: you see yeah. i always i always thought that phil was i always thought that phil was a bit like frank sinatra and that it, it it, it's in between the notes i mean i could never find what he did Yeah. you know and and interestingly that you mentioned this um because um too hot to handle in those songs I had to learn them from someone else, but not Phil, because no one can do what Phil does. Right. Phil's unique in the same way that um, Ozzy's new, unique um, and, and Robert Plant to some extent as well. Um, and I just have to try and find a way to sing it that, I, that I'm comfortable with.
0: Yeah. And you know what? There, there's a lot of those singers that you just can't duplicate. Being from the 80s hard rock, I mean, you, you cannot duplicate a Steven Pearcy vocal. You cannot duplicate a Jack Russell vocal. They just, that's it.
1: Yeah. And that's the same with Phil. That's how they are. I mean, everybody has their, everybody has their sort of background that they fall on. You know, if you listen to Paul Rogers, then you will hear uh, David Coverdale in there or vice versa. If you listen to uh, Stevie Wonder, you hear Glenn Hughes in there. If you listen to um Lou Graham, you'll find Joeln Turner in there. And there are an awful lot of singers these days um, of, of the younger generation, which are who are much younger than me, they are combining um Coverdale and Dio together to bring their own sound. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I and I, you know, I did that as well. You know, I, I went and found guys that I could that I could sing alongside. And there's no point in me listening to Judas Priest or Rush because I never had a voice like that you know I was never going to be able to do that you know so I found guys that I could sing along with and 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 who I could take bits from and then you just throw it in a muddle and it comes out as me you know well it
0: wasn't it it worked now now talk to me about this uh as yet untitled reissue you've got two bonus tracks on there plus a bonus cd but You've got dishing the dirt in small town Saturday night were they recorded at the time or are these two new songs you just did recently and say okay I'm gonna add these what's the story on those
1: well they were I always like to over record because you never know when you're putting the album together um how it's gonna sit right and 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 so if you only record ten or eleven songs that's it but I like to leave myself um a bit, a bit of give and take. So you can say, well, actually that doesn't work in the context there. And, and it's, it's nice that you mentioned Small Town Saturday Night because that was, I love the song. It's so beautiful. And it, and it takes me back to when we when I wrote it with Alex Dixon, um, I was thinking about the rock clubs that, that I used to go to in, in, in Scotland. And, um, but it was just, it just didn't fit. You know, it was a bit. If I want, if you want an analogy, and for your listeners to to take, it was a bit like when a blind man cries. You know, from purple, it never made the album, but it was so glorious it could stand alone in its own. And I think the same is there with um, with a, a small town Saturday night. Um, Dishing the duck. wrote with Mick Tucker, those two songs I wrote with Mick ended up getting me the gig with Tank for two albums, War Machine and War Nation. Um, But I had to leave, I had to leave it off just um, because I'd been working with people and they had a song on the album and it just felt unfair that they'd worked so hard on the record and they didn't actually have a song on it. Um, It was originally going to be called Good To Be Bad but then I think Whitesnake released an album called Good to Be Bad. So that kind of stuffed that. So um
0: kinda <laughs> kinda of, kind of ruined the plans a bit.
1: Well that's dishing the dirt. And I, I I think that might have be I, I think I think I maybe I nicked that title from um that might have been the Motley Crue album, The Dirt. And I just thought, dish in the dirt, let's do let's do that, you know. So
0: I'm, I'm checking my phone here because there are, there are two songs that I keep in my, or three songs that I keep in my playlist that I just want to mention real quick with Michael Schenkerfest. Uh, Take Me to the Church. Right. And The Girl with the Stars in Her Eyes. Yeah. Those are two of the greatest songs released in the last 10 years. I'm just going to throw that out there. And you sing those.
1: Yeah, I wrote them.
0: They're, they're fantastic. So <laughs> I, See, I have, oh yeah, I don't know if you can see it, but they're in my phone. I, I keep them. See? I got them ready to go. You're, yep. you're, uh, talk to me about those ones. Uh, since you wrote them, did you write them for yourself, and then Michael said, "Hey, you got some songs? Let me uh, let me know."
1: No, no, it, it never works like that with Michael. Um, um, Michael decides to go into the studio and record an album, right? And he and 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 he sent me these two ideas. They were and, and and what we do is we just have it very raw. And he sends me it through, so there's no production on it as such. Because if you, when people overproduce songs for singers, then there's nowhere for the singer to go, you know. So, right. so, so it was just raw. I, I do the melodies and the and, and the and and the and and the the lyrics over the top, and then they build round about that as well. And it allows us to um it allows us to say, well, actually, see that thing you thought was the verse, that'd be better as a chorus. Right, and Michael's very, um, very open to all that because he's very much a song guy, you know. And 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 so we could just chop and change it. And we went, okay, well, let's take this. So they take me to the church. Um, that worked, That worked really. That worked really well. And I'm glad you picked um, the girl with the stars in her eyes. I was listening to a band called Avatarium, the Swedish, wow. and um, and they do all the, this kind of poetry. Come um very f- female friendly um, um lyrics. And I just and 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 I looked at Jenny Lee Smith and I thought, do you know what I listen to you sing and you're absolutely beautiful and and, and what you do is absolutely fantastic. And um so I just wrote, I just took what what <clears throat> I got from the Avatarium stuff and just put it into a Schenker song
0: i see that no, well,
1: because because marcus Jiddle, who's actually uh, jenny lee smith's husband uh, plays guitar on this album you know he's he's an old mate of mine marcus Jiddle, you
0: know yeah yeah he's uh oh i see that i have a te- i see that in the lineup here by the way you've got some great people on this you've got uh, greg smith yeah. neil murray yeah. uh, phil hilborn Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Thomas Broman, of course, who's who's played with the uh, Electric Boys. Patrick Johansson has played with Wasp and Impelitary. In uh, Impelitary. In in yeah. I can never say that band's Neither name. I can
1: I. You'll forgive you. Urgh. Should have just
0: been called. It should have <laughs> just been called. Uh, I don't know, Jim or something. Anyway. Um,
1: well, Patrick, let's look at. Patrick was dr- a drummer when I was with Malmsteen. Right. All the oh, way, okay. all the way through. That's how I know, and he's and he's terrific, you know, and he he lives. He lives this. And I just said to him, can you go in and do this for me? And he went, yeah, okay, send me it. You know, and and, and everybody that I asked with the exception of two people, um, actually just turned up and went, I okay. And um, I wanted to do, because there are about four or five songs left over from my sessions with Richie um, that we had. And, right. uh, and one of them was called Pagan Love Song. And I want, really wanted to do it on this album. Um, and, I, and I and I wanted him to play on it because we recorded it for the Stranger in His Honor album, but it was but it was just it didn't turn out well, and we knew it wasn't going to turn out well.
0: Huh.
1: But we could have gone back to the original version, but but Richie just said no, huh. and then we just said, now nah, we've worked together for the last seven years. We don't need to do any more together." And I was like, "I get you, man."
0: That, that was love. Let me ask you this: uh the second disc has you covering Iron Maiden, White Snake, The Rolling Stones and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah.
0: I recognize a lot of those songs from sort of Cleopatra deadline compilations over the years. Are those those versions from those uh, Pardon me? Yes. Okay, yes. so they're, they're they're not re-recorded. Those those are those versions that So yeah. talk to me about uh in terms of uh now I know with Cleopatra, you know, they hire you and say, "Okay, we want you to do a, a White Snake cover, but Obviously, if you're doing this, you must have some affinity for the band. So, so what does a band like like White Snake and Iron Maiden mean to you?
1: Well, to go back to the original point of your question was, you know, I would get a phone call at the weekend and mm-hmm. say we're recording on Friday. Right. We've got, we're going to do a Nazareth tribute. <laughs> and will you learn these three songs? So I had no choice in any of those. Right, and I just, I just said, yeah, okay, and 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 I would turn up, and the and and I would bump into Mickey Moody, who was with White Snake, or Bernie Marsden, or Bernie Shaw, or Bernie Tormey, whoever.
0: A lot of Bernies.
1: And if, if you were called Bernie, you were sure to get the gig, you know, and <laughs> and um and and, and and so we just turned up and we, and we did them. And I mean, what is quite interesting here is that when the when the record company asked me if they could re-release the album, I had no idea that they owned the rights to these uh, songs. cover songs. Oh. Right? I had no choice or say in what they put in on the second CD. And what's quite funny was when I listened to it, I mean, I don't remember doing Let's Spend the Night Together or, or Twisting the Night Away or uh, Not Fade Away because it was such a production line. We just went in. I would I would arrive at midday, just after lunch, and, and and be home for dinner time, and I would have done three songs. I mean, all this stuff was recorded in two, three takes, and then you were just sent home in the tube, you know?
0: <laughs> well, listen, I gotta say, I, I have bought over the years pretty much all those deadline Cleopatra uh, things. I have half of these songs already in my thing. Now I'm gonna buy this yeah. album, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that's what I like about them. They're they're raw and they're basic and they're 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 just in your face, and I think that's what makes them endearing. Because uh, there are other artists on there like Steve Overland of of FM who's done a bunch, and, yeah. and 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 there's just an emotion to them, and and I and I love it. Even though it's a production line or whatever, I, I like these versions. I, like your crying in the rain is just fantastic. Thank you. you know, you're too hot to handle is fantastic. I mean, they're all fantastic. Let's, let's yep. be honest. Um, so let, let me, let me move away from, from that just for the second. But we, we, we spoke just before about UFO. Uh, and you know, we, we talked about your, your, your voice with Phil. Um, you've sung those UFO songs for, for many, many years. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that band and, and what it is to bring those songs to the stage. Because, you know, when Schenker goes out, people want authentic, they want real. And when you're doing it, it is real, it is authentic. So so talk to me about that band and, and what it means to be able to get up night after night over the years and sing these classic, classic songs.
1: So we're going to go back a little bit to the Cleopatra uh, records that you were talking about. Though when, when Michael approached me about um being the singer uh, and putting a new band together, Temple of Rock, you know, and he said to me, look, you and I can do good work together. You know, it can't be MSG. You know, there's been too many singers and musicians going through it. Why don't we do something and we'll call it Temple of Rock? And I said, OK, let's do that. He says, you'll need to play some uh, Scorpion songs because at that time we had Herman and Francis in the band. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you'll need to learn some UFO songs. Now, going back to what we were talking about earlier, those CDs you're talking about with Steve Overland and Bernie Shaw and these guys, that's where I went to be to be, be able to learn the UFO songs for the same reasons I talked about with Phil, you know, the other, you know, earlier yeah. on. It was like, because these were guys that were interpreting it the, their their own way and it gave me a grounding point yep. so it was great for me i mean i used to, i re, i remember you know the lights out album and and and, and force it and all that stuff and, and gonna give all my love for yep. just just blinding stuff you know and and it, and it was it, and the and, and the melodies and the vocals and the stories and the arrangements and what was very clever about them and what was clever about Schenker as well is that he gets all this stuff down to three, three and a half minutes. He doesn't have to have a seven-minute song or a five-minute song or a four-minute song. He can get it all in there and get a brilliant guitar solo in as well. So it was a lot of fun for me. I mean, it was it was a different de- discipline um, yeah. working with Michael than it was with, with Richie or Ingrid, because you never quite knew where either of the Richie or Ingrid were going to take it. With Michael, it's it, 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 it's it's kind of in the same way that um, Maiden and ACDC do it. and this is the show. It's 90 minutes long, that's how long it's going to last. We play, we start with this song, we finish with that song, it's done. Um, with Richie and with Yngwie, there was a 20 song set list and maybe we played 12. <laughs> because because it would go off somewhere you know and maybe one of them would go off and play a guitar solo for seven minutes and let's face it you know when you're playing with these great players and great guitar players you, the only girls in the audience have been dra- dragged along by their boyfriends who want to be as good as envy or, or richie right. and um and, and 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 they're the guys whose names are selling the ticket that's it's always been like that for me yep
0: yeah you know and and that's what I like about the Shanker stuff and and I'm just looking at the first Temple of Rock before the devil knows you're dead that's the track yeah. that you sing on a, just another great song and, and and I'll give Michael Voss some credit that song Saturday Night is just fun it's such a fun song
1: I've never um, heard it
0: you never heard Saturday Night no. oh they made a video for it and stuff anyway it's, it's you know I like the Michael Schenker Fest I thought that was a great concept I saw a show in Montreal I thought it was fantastic but I'd love to see him get back to Temple of Rock I like that sort of three-man Scorpions reunion thing anyway um let's let me quickly move over to Alcatraz the the band went through a little upheaval for the lack of a better word uh, and you came in, talk to me about joining that and, and taking over that slot and, and taking over that brand name. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't, you didn't take it over, but being part of that brand name and rebuilding it. Um, exciting? Are, are, are you part of the group? Are you part of this project? Or are you just the guy they hired? And and I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful way, but talk to me about the involvement with uh, with Gary and Jimmy.
1: Well, what happened, what happened was, I mean, uh, the... Graham and I have been friends for many, many years, you know? He stayed at my house, he's broken my staircase. You know, I mean, he's just one of these guys that that is fun to be around. And he was touring with Alcatraz up here in, 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 in the UK and he came to Scotland. And I got a phone call saying, will you take um, Graham out for a coffee, walk him around, show, show him Edinburgh? And I'm like, yeah, of course I will, you know? Can I get a free ticket for the show? And and, and, um, and we wandered around and he was so upset and he was so pissed off. And he really doesn't like this music. And he said to me, I hate this. I hated it when I did it with Ingby. I hated it when I did it with Steve Vai and I'm hating it now. And I said to him as we were walking around um, at, down in the grass market and I said to him, you know, you're a legend, man. You know, you're 70-something years old. Go and do what makes you happy. And he said, I want to go back to the Graham Bonnet Band. I enjoyed that. And I said, well, just do that, you know. And and he did. And he quit. And he quit. Now, I was just finishing an album um, um for Frontiers called Long Shadows Dawn. And I was just finishing all that up. Um um, the album's called Isle of Wrath. It comes out at oh, October, I think. May, August, August, sometime, early, couple of weeks, and um, and I got a phone call from the Alcatraz guys saying Graham's left, and I said okay, and they said we've well, got tour dates lined up. Can you do the tour dates? So of course, with COVID coming in, it pushed the tour dates back and out of the way, and I said, well, listen. Rather than, you know, if Graham's not coming back and and, and and we're looking at going forward, let's do an album together. Then it's not an Alcatraz cover band. It's not a Graham Bonnet cover band. You know, it's something that we, if, if we're going to take this forward, we'll stamp our own mark on it. So that's exactly what we did. And I started work on that album, I think, in the middle of January. You know, started getting songs in from, from, from Joe and from Jimmy and stuff. And... It was never this was never a career move that I was intending to do, but the new album is absolutely fantastic. You know, it's a great bunch of players. It's. I'd like to say that I'm disappointed that Graham didn't want to do it, but I'm quite happy that Graham didn't want to do it because it allows me the space to do things. You know, and and of course, you're always going to get you're always going to get the um, you know people who live with their mums. You know. That are always just going to bitch about things. Oh, no, no, Graham Bonnet, no Alcatraz. Well, Graham Bonnet didn't want to be an Alcatraz, so I'm going to t- t- uh, treat his legacy with um, respect. But I'm going to push it forward, you know. And the next thing I'm going to say, I'm not. Uh, it's to, it's for qualification. It's not for um, it's not for comparison here, you know. But when Bruce joined Maiden, there was a lot of people upset. When Ronnie Dio joined uh, Black Sabbath, there was a lot of people upset. When Gillen left Deep Purple, there was a lot of people <laughs> upset. You know, you're just going to have to get over it, guys. You know, yeah. if you don't, if, you know, we've done a great album. It's Alcatraz. Come and listen to the album. Watch the videos. Come and see it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, then I'm, I'm, I'm you're sad. sad that you, I'm sad that you don't. But don't bitch to me about it, because I don't
0: care. You know, and, and I have to say, I, I hear fans, because I, I deal with the rock stuff every day, and I hear fans always go, it's not the same band if it's not the original members. And I'm like, really? You really want John Rusty back in rush? You, you, you don't like what Neil Perk did? Really? You, you don't like what Bruce Dickinson's doing with Iron Maiden? I mean, you know, there have been great replacement players in life, and they've made great <laughs> music, so just get over it.
1: Mitch, it's a small amount of people, and it's just.
0: But it's they're a, vocal. They're very vocal. That's what, the problem.
1: I know, but it's what seven, nine, ten, fifteen. We'll sell. We'll sell thousands of this album, you know. And the people who, you know, the people who complain and moan and they always do. They're the same people who complain and moan about everything, you know. Yeah. And then the they, they, because they've got nothing else to do. It, You know, just go out and enjoy it. I have I have no time for these people. You know, their opinions mean nothing to me at all. You know, you go on websites and you, and you look and they go, wah, 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 wah. you know, really, if you've got no, My grandmother told me, and this is a lesson for you kids. If you have nothing nice to say, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and trust me, I, I tweet out and, and Facebook, as you see, every day on this day and and billboard stuff and i always get people complaining you know i i posted uh, the other day uh you know 10 songs from the billboard charts from 1980 (laughs) and some and somebody wrote in and said uh that's not the whole chart how dare you not post the whole thing what kind of fool are you to post only 10 songs from a 200 and it's just like it's a fucking snapshot i'm not going to post the entire i mean i it's like stop complaining
1: and and, and mitch the the, but you see, the, the, the thing is, I think, if, I think oh. if you're young, concerned, and you feel, you know, that if you don't have a new Snapchat picture or, you know, or, or, or you think that your, your opinion matters, you know what? Your opinion doesn't matter. You yep. know, it really doesn't. You know, we've gone out... I don't make records for your opinion. I make records that I want to hear yeah you know I write lyrics that I want to read and hear sung and if you don't like it I, it really matters nothing to me I, I agree
0: I, I fully I'd love, agree I'd
1: love, I'd love to be more magnanimous about it but you know the bottom line is if you don't like it don't buy it don't listen to it don't moan about it oh.
0: And uh, and just to bring it back to me for a second here, I feel the exact same way about my uh, my Twitter and my Facebook. I post stuff that I like. I like talking about Doogie White. I like talking about FM. I like talking about Thunder. And every so often people go, oh, they're not popular in the States. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who
1: cares? Who cares? You've got two. You've, uh, I'm posting for me. The three people you mentioned there, you've got two of the finest British vocalists. Yes. You know, Danny, Danny, well,
0: three of the bands. Danny Bowes, Steve Overland, and you are three fast. uh, Danny Bowes is the greatest, sorry, not not to offend you, but Danny Bowes is the greatest rock singer ever to live. I just love, I love his voice.
1: He's glorious, isn't
0: he? Oh, he's he's amazing. And and the fact that these bands didn't succeed in the state, I mean, FM does everything that Def Leppard does. Should have had the same, you know, um, back to those Cleopatra. um, Steve Overland does a cover of UFO's Love to Love. Yeah that is so good. Yeah. It, it it could have been a single anyway. It's let not me uh...
1: Phil Morg It's yep. not Phil Morg You know, I mean it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, you know, these you know, Steve Steve was the the first singer I I loved him for years. And the he, and I went down to London and within 3 days I'd bumped into him and I couldn't speak because it was like oh my god it's Steve Overland. Yes. You know, and 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 when he asked me if I would help out with backing vocals for demos, for one of their albums, twenty years ago, I was I was beside myself. I'm thinking Steve Overland's asking me to help out with backing vocals. This is brilliant.
0: Yes. By the way, what album was that?
1: <laughs> Dear God. Well, it was before. It was the last one before they split up in nineteen. Uh, it'd be 1994,
0: 95, maybe. Hmm. Let me see I don't here. Remember. Let me let me go have a quick look at cuz i'm such a i'm such a know. geek with that it must have been uh, aphrodisiac
1: was that it was, was that... one after that
0: dead man shoes
1: yeah dead there man he... shoes it was.
0: yeah oh that's a good album
1: yeah um, no,
0: no with mr I... barnett
1: yeah with andy yes well i played in a band with andy for years
0: we see andy is connected to us canadians because he was the guitarist for corey hart so that's when right. you hear sunglasses at night and all that stuff, yeah, that's our friend Andy.
1: Yeah, I loved I loved playing with Andy. Andy and I were in a, in a bar band for years and years together, and um and, and I and he's just one of those lovable souls. I mean I saw him. We used to do. We had a he, he had a band called the Barnstormers that was a covers band, yeah. right? And and um, and we played this guy's um sixtieth birthday party. And two years ago, just before lockdown, just before the virus hit, so that'd be the early January twenty twenty, this guy had his eighty-second birthday party. And we've been mm. playing every every January. We would all get together without rehearsals and just do this guy's birthday party. We'd fly in from wherever we mm. were, you know, Benji or and, and 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 Barnett, who's now living in Sweden, apparently.
0: Andy's living in Sweden. I, I have uh, really.
1: Uh, he was living in Malta for a while, but he's
0: living in Sweden now. Oh wow! Well, there you uh, you know. Hey, the entire population of Hackney. That's that's uh, anyway the <laughs> what, a, what a great thing. Um, real quick here, since uh, since you mentioned Long Shadows Dawn, uh, Long Shadows Dawn Isle of Wrath uh, is out August sixth, twenty twenty one. And uh, here, uh, fun fact: the first concert I ever saw in my life was Kiss on August 6th, okay. 1979. So I will I will celebrate my my kiss moment and my first show moment by buying the new Long Shadows Dawn. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Okay. Well, had it been released, I tried to get them to release it on August the 4th.
0: That's a good date August too. August
1: the 4th would have been the, the first and only time I saw Led Zeppelin mm. a, at Nebworth in 1979, 4th of August. Oh,
0: wow. Well, there you go those are two uh momentous occasions uh, uh-huh. but but real quick on this album and since I, you know i don't want to spend half an hour on this but is this a band is this a project is this just frontiers that says hey look emil norberg wants to do an album come and say like what is this is this is there going to be a part two or is this one and done thank you very much
1: well we're signed for three albums um, nice Okay, good. Yeah, Frontiers and I have been dancing around each other for a while. Um, <laughs> we, could ne- we could never agree on what we were going to do. You know, they wanted, you know, they, they wanted, I, I'm not into doing it by, you know, uh, music by numbers. You know, I don't want to sit down and go, right. Well, the, initially they wanted, they asked me and Graham Bonnet if we would do a Rainbow style album and they would write all the songs. And I just said, no, I'm not doing that. Right. And, and, and Graham went, I'm not doing that either you know and 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 so we've been back and forth a few times and the, and and they said we've got this guy in Emil Norberg from Sweden um would you like to work with him and i said well i got him to send some songs over and they were very kind of aori you know and i thought no nah, let's we have you know i'm not doing that you know let's go let's go deeper and heavier and 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 he he was in total agreement, and so we just wrote a song. We just wrote a whole album together, and it, it was written during the, the lockdown. And it was and you know, and it touches on the subjects of alcoholism and 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 dementia and uh, loneliness and isolation. And I and and those those were all things that were very um, and what I was doing, you know, when you get time off, you start to reflect. And I'd been reflecting on three old girlfriends, who I love dearly, um, and because I've been going through stuff and I found pictures of them and and I was just wondering where they were so there are three songs on there one for each of them you know and 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 the, and 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 it was just about exploring my past and trying to find out where we were going forward you know and 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 um and it's been an interesting it was an interesting um, um, work for me to do And and we'll see. We've got two more albums to deliver. Whether it's a band or whether it's a project, I don't know. What I do know is that I'm doing more um, um, press and promo for an 11-year-old album than um, for a (laughs) brand-new album that's coming out. And that makes me wonder. You know. Yeah and I'm that, makes, I'm that makes me wonder. I just you know, if the record company get behind it, we can do shows. If the record company don't get behind it, then we can.
0: I'm trying to actually find the album on the uh Japanese sites to see if there's a bonus track, but it, it's not even listed. Yeah, and, and and it's coming out next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I I'm 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 looking for I'm I'm looking forward to it. There the the first video is out, so do uh, do go check that
1: out. You and of course what? you know what that you know <sighs> God, they told me what the idea of the video was going to be. And, um, and I, and I, I was so busy. I just let it slide. And I was so, I just thought it was so crass. I think the whole video is really crass. It's nothing to do with the song. It, it, it It's I, I hated it to be honest. That's, I, a- I hated it. And if, so if you're going, if you're going, if you're going to, um, if you're going to listen to the long, uh, long shadows, Dawn song, uh, just turn the video
0: off. No, yeah, well, actually, I'm actually turning it on right now, just to to quickly have a look, because I see uh samurai swords and. <laughs> no, it's just. Um... It's, y- y- yeah, I don't know what's going on here. No. Let's have a look. Nothing,
1: it's nothing to do with the song, at all, and it really upset me. Um, um Yeah, I it's... don't, I don't,
0: I don't want to get into uh, into bashing uh, frontiers, but but sometimes. Sometimes I, I, I'm uh, there seems to be a disconnect between the music and what's going on and, and...
1: Thing, I, I I was appalled by it and, and 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 honestly haven't promoted the um it's a great song it was a great idea for a video and it's just oh god it drove me nuts when I oh. saw it and I, you know and I watched it twice and I thought I'll never watch that again
0: <laughs> yeah I'm. See- I'm seeing this here, uh, yeah, six sixty thousand views It premiered on June second. yeah, you know mm-hmm. uh, the, and the other thing that bothers me is that they'll get a band like Revolution Saints with Jack yeah. Blades and Dean Castronovo. and they'll yeah. say, we'll have our guys write the songs. You just do it. and it's like,
1: that's why we didn't that's why I did nothing with them for years
0: it's like you're gonna write the songs for Jack yeah. Blades? no yeah. no you're not Jack Blades is gonna write the song <laughs> I mean the guy who wrote sister Christian is gonna have some some lackey in a back Doesn't office he, write a tune for him I, I don't think so
1: the 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 work that they do that's how they work and and and, and people appreciate it and people appreciate having their record deals um it wasn't for me. And that's why, until we, until Emil and I could actually sit down and say we're going to make the record we want, yeah, then I wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna sign with them. Right. Um, and I understand why people do. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm disappointed with the promotion. I'm disappointed with the way things are going. Um, and I just hope that, um, that, that, the record buying public take to the album forget what's going on you know just just listen to the album the songs are great and i shouldn't be saying any of this shit
0: yeah well too late
1: (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes you just sometimes you just have to stand up and go i'm sorry that's fucking wrong
0: yeah it is i mean uh, when when again i'm gonna use a jack blade example when you're telling jack blade i'm gonna have my guy write songs for you you just go no,
1: uh, no. Mm. Well, that's why I—that's why I didn't do it. And and, and 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 so we'll wait and see. I mean, the album's great, and fantastic. We've worked really hard on it. Um If they promote it, they promote it. If they don't promote it, there's nothing I can do.
0: Well, um, you know, and uh, uh, this is going to sound terrible, but I do this rock thing every day. We are. What are we today here? We're July. What are we? Twenty nine. Twenty eight. It comes out on August 6th and you mentioning it to me was the first time I've heard of it.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: So what does that tell you?
1: <laughs> well, you, you well, just, uh, yeah I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, it, and sadly, I'm signed for three records with them and if they, if they treat... The next two records the same way yeah. they've treated this one. Then, then that's hugely disappointing, because yep. I because I do every album as if it's my first and my last.
0: Yeah, yeah, you give it all your heart, and and it's it's amazing that I that I hadn't heard of it. You know, it's anyway. But listen, the uh, the other album, the uh, as yet untitled reissue, is available now, and you've got all bunch of great covers in there. You've got a couple of bonus tracks. Yeah. Um, last question. Last question on that. Has any of this been uh, remixed, remastered, add a guitar part, or is it just a no, straight reissue?
1: It well, it was remastered. Uh, Pontus Norgren, right from Hammerfall. He, yeah. he's been a mate of mine for a very, very long time, and he put all this together all those years ago, and okay. um, and he took the tracks and just just boosted them a little bit, so it sounds different. It sounds bigger. Good. Which is which is good but there was nothing added to it you know it's um it's it's as raw and as honest and as live and as um mental as it could possibly be
0: well it sounds great and uh i will say it again take me to the church the michael Schenkerfest song with you singing one of the greatest songs of the last 10 years i, just, I love that song really? to death i just love it so i do i it's it is Oh, i turned off my phone but i just love that song it take me to the church all right that, that's song.
1: it's the all right thing that works really Is yes it? it does it, it does it, it's just it's just it, it, it it's just one of those things that just uh, and we we shot the video for it in um in st petersburg oh wow and um and, and michael doesn't like me to talk during songs you know or between songs so he just wants to get on with it you know it's 90 minutes shut up and, and 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 i said to I, people, hey i approve <laughs> we were we were playing we were playing and and in front of you know two thousand people and i said brothers and sisters you know and i could see michael going oh what's he doing now and i said we're shooting a video tonight for take me to the church you don't know the song but if you could just go all right <laughs> and they did and they did and he went that worked and i was like okay thanks very much you know so.
0: and by the way i gotta say that's what i like about michael and ufo you listen to the strangers of the night there's an eight cd box set that they real and you just get the songs
1: Yeah.
0: and and i don't mean to be disparaging to kiss but kiss just put out a live release and you get a song and a speech and you get a song and a speech and then yeah. you get a bass solo and then you get a drums and it's just like oh for fuck's sake just fucking play your songs just, just play the fucking song yeah and that's what I like about UFO and Shanker is that you put on uh, the bang your head thing that you released recently and you get songs. And it's yes. like, ah, thank you. Thank you very that's
1: much. That's what I like. I know, I know. <laughs> and it should, but, you know, I, th- I think for releases, that's absolutely right. I think when you go and you see a band, I mean, I remember seeing ACDC. I saw ACDC seven times with Bon Scott, right? Right. Nobody said a word. It was just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. The whole time, right? Um, and, and we love it. The whole uh, thing of like, uh,
0: people uh, over here, people people on the right, let me hear you, people in the back. Would, it's like, shut the fuck up.
1: But would, but would a Maiden show, would an Iron Maiden show not be less if Bruce didn't have one of these little rants in between? Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, just, you know, just, you just think, this is because you you take what the show is at the time you don't do it every night you know but if you you can see what's going on and you can see that they want something a wee bit more and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but when you can I remember being in oh somewhere in in, in America and we were playing and the, they had and it was like an amphitheater and I just and I just got them to do I said michael hold it and and I got them to do this whole Mexican wave thing going around the whole building, and it went on for about three minutes. And it was just one of those moments that won't work on a live recording, but a live show, people will go home and remember that.
0: They will. They yeah yeah. I, you know, listen. Uh, I'm listening to you, and I, and I if you think of Bruce Springsteen or John Bon Jovi when they do they do their little sort of thoughts before a song, that works. But but. There are parts where it's too contrived. It, sure. it has to be real. Yes. So when and it's real, to, it's good.
1: And I, well, I think I, th- I always think that that I always like to think that that's what I do every night. It's a train yes. of thought. I don't particularly have anything to introduce a song other than when you mentioned before the devil knows you're dead. I I I wrote that for Ronnie James Dio just after shortly song. after Ronnie had died. Right and i and i do the horns up thing right and the whole place does it and 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 at that moment in time before we play that song you know a thousand people in the same room are feeling exactly what i'm feeling before that song starts you know be, you know we're all as one and that's one of the great things about the rock community you know we've talked about the downside with the assholes that just have got nothing good to say about anybody, you know. Oh, do you think he dyes his beards? You know, oh, his <laughs> tattoos. tattoos are not real. You know, all this kind of bullshit. You know, at that moment in time, when you say, "This is a song I wrote for Ronnie James Dio," horns up, and they all do it. Yeah. Everybody together is there as one, and that's how the rock community should. Yep. Be always all the time
0: all the time all the time and that's by the way one thing that you cannot get on a live stream is that energy
1: no no
0: and uh you know I, I the live streams were a great way to sort of placate us but it cannot become the norm I cannot yeah. in five years from now go okay I gotta go see Doogie's concert on, no I want to be at the venue
1: yeah it works for set it works for different genres right I mean I I, I mean I I love a band called Dawes d-a-w-e-s right right and i love them and i've actually traveled overseas to see them because i was playing with Schenker and i couldn't get to see them here um and i love them now they work in that kind of uh, arena because really? it's like kind a of college right you know, in, the, in the same in the same way that james taylor will work in that arena yeah. you know it's just a different genre but metal and rock music needs it's we feed on what the audience yes it's a
0: give and take you need the give and take
1: of course it is Uh,
0: you know i um i watched a couple of live streams i lie i watched a gothard live stream and i watched the thunder live stream right and for me they worked because i'm in canada and i can never see them live yeah but i went to the news groups after whatever the facebook groups and i saw people going oh it's not the same you know for, for thunder fans who had been to a real show yeah and and I and I get it you know but for me it was like well I'm sitting at home and they never come to Montreal so this is the greatest moment of my life <laughs> but anyway on that uh, as we say in Montreal Merci beaucoup always a pleasure and uh, folks buy uh by everything Doogie's done whether it's Schenkerfest Alcatraz uh as yet untitled to reissue and and, and, and don't yes, go and beard. <laughs> yes yes well of course you do we all do well I don't I just shave it Thank yeah. you, sir. Merci. Merci. Perfect. Merci. Cheers. All right, let me stop the recording.